so much to the praise team. Uh, great job this morning. You know, we got some good news this week. It's good to get good news when there's so much bad news, you know, going on. Um, but fall sports can start practice. You know, you may have saw that or heard that. I know some of you are excited uh, about that. Things have been on hold for a while, and it's good just maybe to get that little bit of information that maybe things can get back to normal pretty soon. Um, you know, that that's exciting. Uh, we we live in a sports area, and, you know, it's good to be happy about something, right? Amen? Um, you know, when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, we didn't have a long summer at all, it seemed like. Um, we, For those of us that played baseball, uh, our season went really long. We were fortunate enough to have some really good baseball teams when I, when I played, and so our, we went pretty far in the postseason every year. And it seems like we were playing all the way up until, you know, close to the 4th. And then after the 4th started preseason football drills, right? So we only had really a couple of weeks there of just, you know, time off. Um, August 1st came, that's when football practice started. You know, your two-a-days, we did, we did three-a-days at the time. I don't know if that was completely legal or not, but that's just kind of what we did. Um, and here's what happens, it typically happens at all schools, but here's what happened at, at, at mine. Uh, we would always start off the season with high numbers, uh, you know, for football. Uh, especially my senior year, I remember this. Uh, we, we started the season with 40 kids, 40 guys, which is a lot for us. It was like half the school at Pound, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, that's typical for Richlands, right? That's a decent turnout for Richlands or Honeaker, but for us, that was a lot. Um, so we were we were excited about what could could be potentially a great season. By the third game, uh, twenty five. You know, it's a pretty significant drop, isn't it? And we finished the season with seventeen players. Um, really, really tough. And we, you know, a lot of us had to play both ways. And I think I even coached a little bit too. <laughs> um, Wow, so so many started, many dropped off, many gave up, many guys just didn't stick with it. Let me ask you a question. I know it's been a tough few months. It's been a tough season. You know what I mean by season? Our life, we go through seasons, we go through stages in life. That's what I'm talking about. It's been a tough season. How are you doing? Um, how How is your faith during this this? specific season that we're we're in during difficult times so many christians give up so many christians simply don't stick with it and the bible has some pretty stark warnings about that not necessarily not just warnings but also predictions it's sort of two in the in, in the same specifically in matthew 24 and first timothy chapter 4 
the scriptures teach us that many will fall away from the faith. That's so, uh, so devastating, so eye-opening that that's a possibility. That's a reality. Many people will fall from the faith during difficult times. Now, I truly believe that you don't lose your salvation once you're saved. Right? Nothing can separate you from, from the love of God. Scripture teaches us that. But Scripture also teaches us that you can clearly walk away yourself. You can make up your own mind to give up your faith. You can walk away. It's so tragic. What, is it, what does it call for in order to last? It calls for endurance. And we know what endurance means, roughly. It means to last to hold on, to, to not give up, to stick with it. You know, we've been in this series called Church Defined. This has been such a really, really important series of messages. You know, because during these difficult times, we're left with thinking, what, what is the church? What does take place? What am I supposed to be doing? What are we supposed to be doing? It's during times like this where many in the church simply fall away and they don't come back. They give up. You know, when we look at the early church, they endured significant challenges, significant changes, big difficulties, heavy, heavy persecution. They endured. And so we look to them and, and learn and Try to be like them. Christians, if anything, they teach us this, that Christians are called to faithfully endure the challenges of this world. And not just to endure the challenge, right? Not just to, to, to get by or to get through, but to endure in the faith through the challenge. You know, the Greeks, they've sort of invented the Olympics, you know, that we, we celebrate and love. A lot of the sports that we love today can be traced back to to the Greek games and things like that. One of their Olympic games was really unique. It was a race. And ironically, the winner wasn't the one who finished first. Right? You ever been to a race like that? You know, I haven't. <laughs> but the winner was the one who finished the race with their torch still lit. You know, so the goal is, is to not just finish, but to finish with your torch still lit. And, and, and so as people of faith, as Christ followers, that is our goal too, to not just endure, not just to get by, not just to barely make it, you know, type of thing, but to endure with our torch still lit. So I want to go through some things really quickly with you about endurance. I've got 10 points for you this morning. I want to see if you can endure this sermon. I'm just kidding. I got five. All right, we'll, we'll go through these quickly. First thing. Endurance is expected. Endurance is expected. You know, this is such an important truth for young people, for those that are new to the faith, sometimes those that are seasoned Christians need to be reminded of this. You know, when I was growing up, when I was new to the faith or whatever, I wish somebody would have talked to me more about the need for endurance, about the real world. You know what I heard growing up? I heard a lot about Jesus, which is good. I heard a lot about the cross, which is great. I heard a lot about the, the resurrection, which is awesome. Heard a lot about heaven and a whole lot about hell. 
but nothing in between. Right? The real world, like the here and now. And the Bible was filled, filled with warnings and wisdom about the need for endurance. Um, Jesus said this. Jesus was telling a parable, and he was giving the parable of a home builder. And he said, what home builder starts building a home without first considering what it's going to cost him? Jesus said that. And Jesus also said to follow him, follow me, come follow me. I want you to follow me, but you also need to know that in order to do that, you're going to have to deny yourself, and you're going to have to pick up your cross daily. He's telling people that uh, ahead of time. And one of our favorite verses that we typically read and, and know and hold on to is this, John 16, 33. But we seldom read the before, and it's not on the screen, but Jesus says right before this, and he's talking to his disciples, you will be scattered. You will be scattered. And he's, he's telling them that very soon difficult time's coming. And then he goes on to verse 33, John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In other words, he's saying, look, it's a tough road. There's going to be a tough road ahead. There's going to be challenges and difficulties ahead. I'm, I'm telling you this ahead of time so that you're not caught off guard, so that you, you don't think that something's wrong with you so that you don't think that I'm actually not with you. I'm telling you this ahead of time so that you will have peace. You'll have peace. And he says, take heart, which we talked about courage last week. Take heart can mean courage. It also means to hold on, be strong, endure, endure. It's very important for us to understand that endurance is expected of us as Christ followers. It's expected. God wants us to endure these difficult times that we're in. Next thing, endurance makes you stronger. Endurance makes you stronger. I know we don't like to face difficulties. Nobody, nobody likes to go through difficulties and challenging and tough times. Nobody. But the truth is when we face those things and, and we, we go through those things and we, when we endure, we actually are stronger. Endurance benefits you in the long run. Nobody laughed at that the first service, but that's a joke. Endurance benefits you in the long run. Okay. Nobody laughed at the first service either, so I guess it's not funny. Um. Romans 5, verse 3, look at this. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. This verse just sort of strengthens as we read it, right? It just sort of builds. What does endurance do? It develops strength. It makes you stronger. A after... After you go through a difficult time, you may not feel strong. You may feel beat up. You may feel tired. You may feel weak. You may feel broken. But the truth is you are actually stronger. You're gritty. 
you're tough, you're seasoned, right? You're a lot stronger. You've made it through a difficult time. You know, in order for muscles to grow, um, some things have to happen. The muscles have to be worked, right? They have to be. They have to go through some workouts. They they have to be stretched, um, pulled, strained. Some of them even need to be torn in order to grow. But once they do, and the more often that happens, the stronger that they become, right? Our faith is the same way. When our faith is tested through trials and hardships, we need to know that our endurance through that only, only makes you stronger. It only makes you better. And James takes it a step further. James, the brother of Jesus, says that when our faith is tested, endurance has a chance to grow. And when endurance grows, you will be lacking nothing. Wouldn't that be great? I'd like to get there one day where I lack nothing. He says endurance will do that for you. Endurance will help you mature. You will be better. If you think about it this way, you endure one thing, it'll help you endure the next. It'll prepare you to face future challenges. God does not, just like Jesus was telling his disciples beforehand, I'm telling you this so you'll have peace. God doesn't want us to face challenging times and seasons in our lives unprepared or weak. He wants us to be strong and ready. Next thing about endurance. Endurance is an example. It's an example. The The endurance of others is a great example to us. You know, we really are inspired by other people, aren't we? About how they go through difficult times, how they've overcome seasons of challenges. Those who have endured difficulty, those are great examples to us. Look at this in Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now, I love this verse too. We've, we've heard this and we've read this. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was always taught that this had a, had a certain meaning. I was taught that th- there's sort of this group of people, right, that are cheering us on, that are cheering us to cross the finish line. But you know what? That never once has helped me. There never has been a magical person appear in a cloud when I was going through a difficult time. How about you? Right? Now, while I'm sure that there are people in heaven wishing us well, what I think this really means is this. This comes right after Hebrews 11. One of the most popular sections of Scripture in all the Bible to talk about enduring faith. And it lists all these great people that we know, Moses, Abraham, people like that, and how they endured faith and how they endured trials and hardships. And you know Hebrews has an anonymous author. We really don't know who it is, but it's intended for Hebrew Christians. And and what the author is saying is these are your heroes, but they're just like you. They're ordinary, everyday people who faced big challenges. They endured So can you. It's not impossible. They did it. You can too. 
you know, there are people around you, there are people in your life that have been through some challenging things. They can help you. And since we have people in our lives that have endured things, what that tells us is that we can endure too. What, look, whatever you're facing, the truth is someone else has faced it. I know sometimes it doesn't feel that way. But it's true. Whatever is causing you to feel like giving up, somebody else has faced the same thing and has endured. That should be encouraging to you. That shouldn't tell you that you can't. That should tell you that it can be done. And you can't, right? So the endurance of others is a great example to us, but also, listen, very importantly, your endurance is an example to others. Your endurance is an example to others. Look at 2 Corinthians 1.6. If we are, this is Paul speaking, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. So Paul is saying here, look, in my life, I'm going through some things. I'm going through some hard times. Do I like them? No. But I know that I'm getting stronger because of it. It's better for me, but it's also good for you. It's also good for you. You see, God not only wants you to endure for you, God wants you to endure for others so that your life will be an example for others so you could help someone else through a tough time so that someone else can be blessed because of your hardship. And you see that cycle of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 continues. It continues. It goes on. Endurance is an example. Next, endurance makes you look more like Christ. Endurance makes you look more like Christ. Really, the greatest example of endurance is Jesus Christ. Jesus endured many, many trials. And I often wonder, why? You know, why did he do those things? Why did Jesus even come and and be born? Why didn't he come as a man? And why did Jesus die? Why did he come and, and... and face difficulty, right? Why didn't he just come and make things right and conquer? You know, scripture teaches us that Jesus was like us in every way, every way. All of us are born. All of us die. All of us face temptation. All of us face hardships and go through tough times. Jesus did those things so he could be our perfect example. He endured. He endured ridicule. He endured pain. He endured betrayal. He even faced death. He even faced all the emotions that you and I feel. And he endured. What a great example. And you know what Jesus said? Follow me. What does that mean? It means believe in me, right? But also be like me. Be like me. Look at Hebrews 12 too. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I love this. Look unto him. Look to Jesus. 
He is our example. Be like him. Look, if we want to endure in our faith, remember that's the goal. Not just to finish the race, but to finish with our torches still lit. If we want to endure our race, we need to look to the author of our faith, but also the finisher. The finisher. He finished. Jesus finished. When he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. He finished the race. He completed it. So enduring hardships faithfully, when we do that faithfully, we look more like Christ. And i got to tell you, there's not a greater honor that you and I could ever have than to look more like the Son of God. What a great honor that is. Which leads to the last thing that we'll talk about today regarding endurance. The last part of this verse here in Hebrews 12, 2 said that because Jesus endured, since Jesus endured, after Jesus endured, you see, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I know maybe for some, that doesn't, you don't really know what that means, or a lot of us can read right past that. But that is a great privilege. That is a great honor that God gave his son because he endured. So the last thing is endurance is rewarded. Endurance is rewarded. Man, I know that what we're going through now seems like it's going to go on forever, but it's not. It's not. We endure faithfully. God will reward us. Sometimes getting through a trial, if you know this, if you've been through a difficulty, just getting through it is a blessing, right? Thank you. How many of you said, thank God that's over, right? I mean, just getting through it sometimes is a blessing, but there's more. There's more. God promises to bless those who endure faithfully, to reward those. Um, just like there are so many verses that warn us about enduring, about the need for endurance during difficult times, there are far many more verses in Scripture that talk about the reward for endurance. So many more. It's like God wants us to expect difficult times, but God doesn't want us to hang out there. God wants us to keep, wants us to keep our eyes on the prize. He wants us to stay positive. James 1.12 is, is one of my favorite verses about this. Um, he says this, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. So in here, in this verse, we see really two things. We see that God blesses those who endure, and that is the now blessing. That is a this world right now blessing. You endure a trial, you endure a hardship, and you keep the faith. I promise you, because God promises you, that God that he will bless that. He will bless you in that. It might not come the very moment or minute that you leave your trial or you leave your difficulty, but it will come here and now. It will. But then there's another blessing in this. There's a reward. A reward. And that's a it's a future reward. And it's not just looking at God in the face, which will be great, seeing seeing God face to face. It's not just hearing him say, Well done, even though that would be great. But it's it's those things and it's also receiving a crown. A crown. And and this is the crown of life. And look. 
I have no idea what that looks like. You know, I don't know if it's sparkly or goldy or, you know what I mean? I don't know what it looks like. But I know it is the greatest reward that God can give. And I know God can give some pretty good rewards, don't you? God can give some pretty big blessings. Nothing tops the crown of life. And if you endure your trials faithfully, at the end, you get this. You get this. You know, we live in a time, and it's been like this for a while, but everybody, you know, and I sort of understand this, but I sort of don't. Everybody gets a trophy, right? You know, in Little League type thing. and I, I get that, but also I wish it were a little different, you know, right? In, in this, it's only those who finish the race receive the crown. Only those who endure to the end receive this reward, receive the greatest reward from God. Only the victors receive that. Let me ask you this. Will that be you? Will that be me? I hope so. I hope so. It'll be a great, great celebration. If we endure faithfully, a great blessing, a great celebration awaits us, you know, at the end of our season our football season, my senior year, we had a horrible season. We won maybe three games. We had a great celebration at the end. The booster clubs and the coaches threw us a great celebration. And I know teams still do that today. You have banquets and stuff like that where you recognize stuff. We, we had done that before too. That year, it was different. That year, it felt special. That year, the the little trophies and stuff like that, the individual stuff didn't really seem that important. We celebrated each other. We celebrated the fact that we endured a very difficult time together and we stuck it out. And I hope that can be us one day, you know? In heaven, with each other, looking at each other, saying, man, I'm glad we endured together. I'm glad we endured faithfully being with God and celebrating that with you. Look, how are you doing this season? How are you? How are you doing with what's going on? Man, we can, we can just slip so easily. We can fall back so easily. We can really easily get negative and down about things. I want to encourage you to hold on. Endure. Troubles will come, no doubt. This is not going to be the last trouble that's going to come our way. No doubt. That's not the question. The question is, will you endure? I hope you will. I pray you will. Let's pray together. Father, we love you and we thank you for your word today. Father, as we see the emphasis on these uh, verses, we we. We see that you clearly want us to endure. You've called us to a higher purpose. You've called us to follow your son Jesus who himself became humble, came from heaven to this world to, to live in the chaos, to live amongst us and to face challenges and 
hardships and temptation, to experience emotion, pain, suffering, sadness, and, and to experience death. And help us to look to Jesus. and He is the author and finisher of our faith. Help us to realize that the way we handle trials, the way we handle hardships could be a great blessing to others in the future. I hope and pray that one day, a hundred years from now, somebody can look back on our lives and say that the way they endured that, I want to be like that. That was a blessing. Father, may our lives be that way. May we walk through this life not with our heads down, but with our heads and eyes up looking for the prize, awaiting the finish line. One day we believe and we look forward to a great celebration with you in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.